0: It's the day after a Seattle Kraken game, and once again, I find myself, oh, just feeling like I've got some whiplash. That's because the Seattle Kraken will win a game, they'll lose a game. They'll play well, they won't play well, they won't play well, they'll play well. What's going on, and what's it going to take to get not just consistency, but a little bit of urgency, for our favorite NHL team. We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. We are part of the Locked on Podcast Network, bringing you your favorite team every single day. If we're meeting or if you're hearing my voice for the first time, I'm Erica L. Ayala, your host of Locked on Kraken since the very beginning. And so I can say with certainty that this is a very unique brand of Kraken hockey in that it's a little bit of a hybrid of the worst of season one and season two and overall identityless hockey I, I just I don't know what we're going for fam I don't know what we're going for and and it's starting to burn my grits, as they say in the south. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stick to some notes that I have here because if I don't, it's gonna get a little wild. I'll start with something that I really thought I was gonna spend more time on, and that is a great defensive play by Brian Dumoulin. Now, as we are wont to do. The Seattle Kraken in the first period gave, in this case, our opponent, the Chicago Blackhawks, a breakaway opportunity on Philip Grubauer, who is in net. Brian Dumoulin, what I liked about his play is that he got very low and aggressive as he's charging down the slot on the back check and just does a great job. Where's my little, uh, I know I've got a hockey stick around. He he does a great job scooping the ice blade out towards the um, the the forward for the, the for Chicago and and I think does a great job of positioning in a way where his goaltender can still see the puck, but also in a way where he's not letting up on his defensive assignment. I wish. I really, really wish I could break down that play. But unfortunately, there are more pressing matters to discuss because there was an absence of dedication, of selling your just your body out, of being in good positioning, and hauling buns, as they say, when you're not in good position to get in better position so that you're not leaving your goaltender out to dry. That being said, there is a discourse about goaltending. I've alluded to it on the podcast. I have also alluded to that I'm tired of it. I'm exhausted. I am exhausted about how people draw a line in the sand when it comes to a particular goaltender, and it's 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 infuriating. I don't want to be a person who's getting on a fan base because everyone is entitled to their opinion, but just some of the sensationalization around philip grubauer to be honest is is just just say you don't like the guy just say you don't like the guy maybe to be making up narratives is is just just say you don't like the guy listen you know i was never a big fan of morgan geeky as far as how i thought he fit into our team and when he performed last year and was doing things that we needed him to do, I was like, you know what? Not my favorite guy on the roster. But, you know, credit where credit is due. This was not a great game, and I am not here to to defend Philip Grubauer. He doesn't need me to defend him. He certainly isn't paying me to defend him. And this is not a great example, in my opinion, if you did want to defend him for... Uh, Any and all reasons, I don't think last night's game is necessarily going to uh, improve your case, if you know what I mean. We'll get into that a little bit coming up. But just come on, fam. Just say you don't like the guy. And then we can all go home. You don't like the guy. This person does really like the guy. And then I'm just like, he's our guy. So what are we going to do? And then we move on. Let's just move on just say you don't like the guy. Just say you don't like the guy. That's fine. No one's going to hold it against you. But like, come on, we get a little, we're getting a little crazy. All right. Just relax, relax. That being said, let's not relax if anything. And I know a few people have said this uh, about the the players, maybe the fan base, and even to the extent the broadcast. Again, I, I try to pull my punches until it's really time to go. Listen, some people are going to take an approach where they are going to see the positive and focus on what can be done moving forward. They don't want to s- just stew in a game like a four three loss to Chicago. And I completely understand that. I teeter the line. I think we absolutely have to talk about Chicago, and we have to talk about Chicago in real talk so that we can move forward. i don't I don't want to uh, pour glitter, you know, and hopes and dreams on something that isn't even worth. All that attention. And right now, I feel that there is a lack of identity for the Seattle Kraken. This is probably the most fired up I've gotten in a really long time. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. I'm not placing blame on any one individual, although I do want to break down individual plays, but as an example, as to what needs to change for the Seattle Kraken. So that's gonna come up. I also want you to hear from Maddie B, Maddie Beneers, you know, and and he was asked um about what needs to happen. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was leadership. So before in this in the next segment, I'm gonna let you hear from Maddie Beneers, but I just want to get back to that idea of leadership. If you listen to the podcast, hello, everydayers and OGers, you know I've been indifferent. Oh, we need a captain. Let's get Yanni Gordon as our captain. Relax. 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 That's been my take for the most part. I have said this season that we're in a transition. We have gotten, we've aged (laughs) as a team, and I think we overshot on air quotes for those not watching on YouTube, veteran experience. And our core is a little bit janky right now. The, I'm not I'm not feeling it. I'm not understanding it. Uh, and it's not particularly working. And we'll talk about, is it time for a youth movement? That's going to come up in the third segment. But leadership, we got to talk about leadership. And I've been, I, I don't, Uh, I've been holding my punches when it comes to Ron Francis. I really don't like to criticize Ron Francis. I have been on the verge of of, uh, criticizing Dave Haxtell in the past. And then, you know, the captaincies, but it's getting to a point where it's obvious that these dinners or whatever other team-building activities, they're not working. I said to our Lockdown Kraken insiders earlier this morning, I'm tired of the dinners, I'm tired of this. Cancel all the dinners, cancel all the rookie performances. If you listened to yesterday's show, you know what I'm talking about, and get on the line. Get on the line, and wouldn't you know, once again, the Seattle Kraken canceled practice. They canceled practice. The Kraken will no longer practice on Wednesday. They will hold a morning skate at 1130 a.m. Eastern time on Thursday at Scotiabank Arena as they take on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I added that last part. That was not a direct quote. But okay. I don't understand. We have have to practice. And I'm going to make a case as to why coming up. On this next segment of Locked on Kraken. I'm fired up, everybody. I'm fired up. Let's talk about it. I'm going to take a a breath and tell you about today's sponsor, and that is Sleeper. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by Sleeper. Now, listen, (laughs) anything can happen in hockey. We talk about it. All the time, anything can happen in hockey. The Seattle Kraken could hoist the Stanley Cup. Vince Dunn could be our leading goal scorer. And Philip Grubauer can have an, a, a lights-out performance, just like he did for us in the playoffs. And, you know, playing everyday fantasy hockey on Sleeper is your opportunity to take advantage of of our Seattle Kraken and other teams and other players seizing the day. You can win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Uh, this is all you need to know. You you pick... S- whether players like Mad Beneers, Ovechkin, McDavid, McKinnon, and so many others will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus on any given day. Look, you win a 100X your sleeper bet. All you have to do is identify and predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me cracking fans. 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So, Go to the sleeper app, use promo code locked on NHL, and that will get you a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleeper's terms for use uh, for details and locational availability. And listen, I'm kind of kicking myself in the rear because uh, I went to do my daily fantasy picks. And, you know, sometimes you have to mix it up and, um, I took Maddie B off off my daily picks. I don't know why I did that. I lost hope. I did not hold fast. I did not stay true. And I want to come clean to you all. I never thought it would happen. I just I I you know I believe in in the Yanni Gord line, and I thought Tolvenin was due. I missed out on a a two point game by Maddie Baneers. So that's on me. That's on me. And I told you last year, Matty Beniers was kind of that guy. He was that guy for us. Whether he was a leader in the locker room, it didn't matter. He was showing what the Seattle Kraken needed to do consistently to win games, showing up with big plays, doing everything he needed to do. And Matty Beniers is finding his way back to that game, but he can't be the only one. I think McCann has been great. You'll hear him talk about Cartier in this clip I'm about to show you. But let's go to Matty Veneers, who I shamefully – removed from my daily fantasy hockey picks. I'm so mad at myself. Oh gosh, I'm so mad. But that's not that's not what the show is about. Let's go to Maddie Beneers. This is him talking after the four three loss. I said it was a two point game by Maddie B. He got a goal. He got a goal. He got a really nice assist to Ty Cartier in the third, which got us into one within one goal, but too little, too late. Here's Maddie B talking to media post game.
1: I think a little bit more, you know just you need you need guys in the locker room to you know really take charge and um, not not that they haven't been but you know even more so especially when you're in this you know little back and forth. Um, I think we were able to you know do that last year and we just gotta keep pushing and find a way to do it this year. Um, you know I think we're we're playing good in some you know a lot of a lot of times and maybe not the best in others and we just gotta find a way to win you know nights like these nights like uh, other nights when we're when we're pushing at the end there
0: tie slotted into your line and then he scored is there does that chemistry just come back that quickly for you guys because you had some experience playing together is there an aspect of his game that you think complements you guys naturally
1: yeah I mean he's a natural goal scorer so I think we're slotting you know Canner Canner's you know being about gets bounced around and cards comes in and he buries on so um, he's obviously a really hard worker you know, makes great plays, uh is super effective on the four track, big body. Um, and you know, he's just he's got that knack, so
0: The first question Maddie Meneers was answering, he was asked about Kind of the, the you know what I said is giving me whiplash. We win one, we lose one. We win one, we lose one. We win one, we lose one. We have not had longer than a two-game win streak, and I think that was only twice this year. Or maybe it was. I I sometimes think I fool myself to wishing it were two times. It's been it's been less than five uh, for sure. Uh. He was asked about that and and what it takes and his answer to what we need to to get more from our games is, uh, you know, he says that we need leadership and he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Last night's game, if you're looking, if you're, you know, a half glass full sunbeams of hope type person, this is for you. Maddie Beniers and Ty Cartier showed me some of that 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 uh sandpaper. And not because they were fighting Yanni Gord with people after we're already down four goals. Like that yes. No, no, no. They're doing it in how they play, and they're playing with pride. What did I say? Was my third key on yesterday's episode. Have fun. We're not having fun. It does not look, and it's not just because we're losing. We look discombobulated. It looks like communication is not even a thing. I mean, we went down two goals early to Chicago. Matty B gets us back. Wenberg with a beautiful play. And then, you know, we kind of crapped the bed all over again. Did not think Philip Grubauer looked great. Talk to my Locked on Kraken insiders today and one person we're going back and forth again. That's our text message service. If you want exclusive uh, conversations uh, and access to early access to some of our interviews, check that out. Um, But, uh, you know, we, we were saying, did we need Philip Grubauer to start this game? Did he come back too early? If we're going to send Dreger down, this is me talking, but you know, should we have maybe given this game to Joey Dax? Should we have kept Dreger up? We're going to talk about youth movement coming up. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't qualify, but the point being we got to inject something new into this team. I don't see Ronnie Francis making a trade I don't see him releasing anyone from their contract anytime soon. I saw some people on social media talking about, oh, well, you know, Chicago with their controversy and kick them while they're down kind of vibes. I told you the exact opposite on yesterday's episode. All that stuff, and finally, your organization is clearing up these salacious rumors. I had every expectation that Chicago was going to come out buzzing. I had every expectation. What I did not expect is for the Seattle Kraken to come out as flat as they did. Dave Haxtell, after the game, said it was sloppy puck play through the first 40 minutes. And that's exactly what we saw. That's exactly what we continue to see from this freaking team. (laughs) I mean come on. So you had uh you know Kachuk scoring that first goal set up by Ryan Donato. Love that. And Seth Jones also love that. The Dickinson goal I thought Philip Maybe should have had a better read on that. Maddie B gets the third goal of the game, assisted by McCann, his fourth goal of the game to make it two to one. Then Wenberg uh gets us all tied up. Just a beautiful p- patient play, shorthanded goal called that one also on yesterday's episode. And and you know, then <sighs> the last two goals. For Chicago, I'm going to forget which. So I think it was the Johnson goal. It had to be the Johnson goal where for me, again, probably one that Philip Grubauer should have saved, but also the Seattle Kraken And, and our zone exits not great trying to exit our defensive zone are not paying enough attention as we just crossed into the neutral zone turnover. And then Alexiak gets puck watching. And by the time he realizes there's someone streaking on far post, he's too far out of position. He has to turn all the way around. It's just not great. I think Philip Grubauer should have been able to get a hold of that one, but you're not going to hear me harp on that too much. Goaltending does not seem like an easy job, and I, I, uh, yeah. Anyway, but also, if Philip Grubauer didn't look comfortable. You know, I talk about that all the time. I, I feel like I have a pretty a pretty good hold on when he's feeling comfortable and he, when he's not, just by his body language, how the game goes. How, he wasn't feeling it last night. And then, uh, the, the fourth goal for Chicago, um, again, that was, I think that was the, the exit or yeah, the exit from our defensive zone and then just botching, protecting the puck in the neutral zone as we're trying to gain the neutral zone. And so I want to take you to Allison from Davy Jones Locker Room put out a tweet that I responded to with a GIF from uh, an 80s classic that actually is a little before my time, um, but I know enough about it uh, to know that it was a really good little uh, GIF usage in which Allison gave me stick taps. Um, I appreciate that, Allison. Thank you. This is what Allison Ballard tweeted. Last night, seeing Seattle's defense play down to Chicago's unmanned opposing skaters and a slight accidental screen helps Chicago up by two early on. Aggressive pinches have also resulted in a couple of near disastrous breakaway chances against the Seattle Kraken. I feel like I talk about breakaway chances all the time, including with Allison Lucan the last time she was on the show. So if you're familiar with the never-ending story, that's the gift that I used. It's a never-ending story. It's a never-ending story for the Seattle Kraken. Pinching, aggressive pinches, breakaway opportunities, unmanned skaters, losing track of the skater's streaking and crashing the net. When are we going to get tired of that? I'm already there. When is the team going to get tired of that? If you need some more sunshine and butterflies, sure. Let's look at the game flow. What we can say is that the Seattle Kraken definitely cranked it up. Thank you, Ty Cartier. Uh, In the later periods, you heard from uh, Maddie B that Cartier got some time on his line looking for chemistry, and a part of that, though, was because another never-ending story, Jaden Schwartz, exits the game, did not return. Injuries. I'm not going to sing because I'm actually not exactly sure of the key of the never ending story song, because again, a little bit before my time, but uh, it's a never ending story. It's a never ending story. I want to bang my head against this microphone. I'm not because it will make for a very unpleasant audio experience for our audio listeners. And I do appreciate you. I think about you all the time. I'm fed up. I'm 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 reaching my limit because it's it's not just a never-ending story of just a lack of hustle, a lack of discipline, but there's apparently no end in sight. Maggie Rogers has a song on and off again. On and off again. On and off again. Is that not the Seattle Kraken? So yeah, it's a dash of season two where we were inconsistent and a dash of season one where, you know, bless their hearts, they did the best that they could do, but they just didn't have it. And I'm hard pressed to believe that we don't have it, which means that if we have it and we're not using it, what is going to change? What's gonna change? And that's where you have to go to leadership, but not lead. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the captains. I'm talking. I'm talking to you, Dave. What's going to change? What's going to change? We're going to talk about that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you of by our partners at collective. If you are a solo small business, you're an army of one, but you still need a CPA, a bookkeeper, separate payroll solutions, and so much more. Let collective take care of the paperwork while you take care of business. They say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. But as a freelancer, hello, there is always the dreaded paperwork that comes with it. With collective, you can focus on your business of one while letting them focus on paperwork. Yeah. This is what I need for sure. Uh, Collective knows that a business of one that makes over $80,000 a year will be most will find their services most valuable. They're going to handle all the paperwork, the financial solutions, everything that you need. Join thousands of solopreneurs who have saved an average of $10,000 per year on their taxes. With their structure. Right now, Collective is offering a one month free and no onboarding fee when you go to collective.com backslash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's a $550 value when you go to collective.com backslash locked on NHL and tell them locked on NHL sent you. That's collective.com backslash locked on NHL. And don't forget to tell them. Locked on NHL sent you. Kraken fans, uh, it's about as fired up as I've been in a while. And I think for good reason. So is it time for a youth movement? I put out a call for questions and uh, one of our insiders here asked a question that, you know, it's it's really been a question we've been kind of asking since the off season um how soon before seeing some of the prospects that haven't played in regular season games yet come up with the Kraken uh with all the great prospect prospects how soon before a big shift if we get on a longer losing streak than we have ever had of a winning streak this year, then my answer, Locked on Kraken Insider, is like today, this season. Because if the veterans with all of their Stanley Cup rings and championships and experience and salary are only going to focus on our conversation on Jeff Baker, the victory song, and not what it takes to get the victory. I want to see it happen sooner than later. Give the young kids the keys and ride it out. At least potentially we'll see some fun hockey. Will it be perfect? Absolutely not. They're going to make mistakes. But they'll be in earnest and not out of a lack of hustle. That's what, that's what really burns my grits is that we just seem, I don't know if it's dazed. I don't know if it's, I don't know what's going on. And I want to give our guys the benefit of the doubt, but the hustle, the intensity, the lack of urgency, the discipline is not there. And they know better. Also on social media people talking about if uh maybe Ronnie Francis is rethinking Ryan Donato. Listen, Philip Grubauer went after Ryan Donato. First of all I don't even <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this. I understand teams wanting to protect their goalie. This is a blanket statement for hockey. I do think people get a little bit extra. Now, Philip Grubauer's mask apparently came off. I didn't actually see that, but he was maskless when he skated over to Donnie Boy. So I'm, I'm not saying it didn't happen. And so in that case, I completely understand why a goaltender might lose their insert expletive. To me, what I saw is Ryan Donato grabs Groovy's collar. He does do that, but he's not even looking at him. He's just like, all right, I hear you. All right. He didn't want no smoke. I don't think Donnie was doing anything to... Hurt Philip Grubauer. I think he saw a loose puck, and he went after a loose puck. And why? Because this is a young, scrappy, and hungry. Thank you if you get that uh, Hamilton reference. This is a young, scrappy, and hungry. Gosh, they're hungry. Chicago team. I don't know. I mean, they know their record, I'm sure. But golly. I love watching them play. I said that to the insiders for our game day thread. And you know what else I love? Look at this heat map. Where are they? Right in front pestering the crap out of, in this case, Philip Grubauer. Where are we? We're nowhere near it. That's, look at look at our heat maps all the way over here. What are we doing? here, here. Okay. Left circle. Great. Nothing. Net front. Net front presence said we're going to work on it. Let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. So you know what? I'll take a young, scrappy, hungry, piss and vinegar, sandpaper, Ryan Donato every single day. And I used another 1980s GIF, Pretty Woman. Who doesn't love Julia Roberts. Do we think Ryan uh, or excuse me Ron Francis is regretting? Yeah, big mistake, big huge. I'm carrying my Kraken bags, and yeah, big mistake. I have always been in that camp. You know, I love I love Ryan Donato. I also can be honest about his deficiencies. But what I've always loved about Ryan Donato is exactly what the Seattle Kraken do not have and never had. When Ryan Donato was not on the ice, he attacks. Yanni Gord, in fairness, gives that to you throughout in all three zones. But Ryan Donato is an expert at doing that in the crease. It's a gritty, grimy, dirty, garbage goal. They don't ask how, they ask how many. And speaking of Yanni Gord, that fourth goal, was it, I think, from Chicago? A part of the reason Chicago was able to get that goal and get that shot in in front of the crease is because if you notice, Yanni Gord is actually leaned over. The shot comes right over his helmet because he lost his stick, and Chicago being young, being scrappy, being hungry, and you know what? Just saying, put something on net. They do a wraparound, and then instead of trying to slam it, which is what Grubauer was expecting, he seals the post, and you see he's kind of looking down, not really with his periphery, and Yanni Gord couldn't help him because Yanni Gord is leaning down to pick up his stick because nobody on the Seattle Kraken thought that, the Chicago Blackhawks would wrap around and then make a point-blank pass and, boom, get a goal. Easy, easy work, light work for Chicago because they're playing with an intensity downhill. Dave Axel talked about it a little bit after the game. When is the last time you saw... The Seattle Kraken put together a full 60 where they're playing that way. I thought we've been close. Maybe, maybe if I'm being generous, three games, three games this season out of uh 23. Not Let's not even get started that we are giving up almost four goals, 3.5 goals per game. And we're taking on a Toronto team that gives up a decent amount of goals. But you know what? I don't know if we're going to shoot the puck enough to even put that in any danger. We have no practice, only a morning skate against a team that has 69 goals in 20 games. And they give up 67 through 20. We've given up 82 goals. 82 goals in 23 games. And we're not having practice. When people are reaching for their stick. If Yanni had just been upright, because if you look at that plate, the puck, I think it maybe even hits his helmet if I take another look at it. So if he is wide, no, no stick. If he just is wide. And, and absorbs that puck contact, that's not a goal. And then we don't lose, potentially, 4-3. Potentially. You never know how things are going to shake out, but it's that situational awareness that has been missing. So is it time for a youth movement? I think so. Who do we want to see? Well, we've already got POTS up. We've got Cartier up. Uh, student Nietzsche. I feel like I'm still pronouncing that wrong. Marion is up. Didn't see him in the lineup, though, although that might change with with, uh, Jaden Schwartz out. Riker Evans. I liked what we saw from Shane Wright. You know, we got a lot of guys for the Mavericks who I think will do great with the Firebirds. So we'll talk a little bit more about the Firebirds and maybe some potential candidates to move up because I need energy. I need fire. I need passion. I need the Seattle Kraken to defend the deep. And you have to play with pride. That's the only way you defend anything is by saying, that person, I don't care who you are, I don't care how many awards you have, how much skill you have, if you're faster than me, you're not beating me. You will not beat me. I will find a way to prevail. I'm not feeling that from the Kraken, but I will hold fast. I will stay true. And I am going to be kind to myself by taking a breath. It's a hockey game. I'm not even playing in it. And certainly my salary is not directly related to the wins or losses. So I'm going to breathe. I'm going to breathe, but I needed to rant. That's also a part of my being kind to myself, letting it out. So I can let the positive back in. We have another chance against Toronto tomorrow. I would have liked to see us hit the ice for practice, but we will see how the boys are feeling Maybe they need to get off of their skates and uh, get some rest. Maybe they're not sleeping enough at night. I don't know. What is? What are the advanced analytics and the stats? What are, What's the data say about that? Until tomorrow's episode. Before I go, though, I want to remind you that uh, tomorrow, Thursday, November thirtieth, the Ice Queen's documentary screening at McMenamins, the Kennedy School in Portland, Oregon. Come say hi, please. Please, please, please introduce yourself. Say hi if you're coming. Q&A to follow featuring me, yours truly, your host of Locked on Kraken, and Kwame Mason, the director of Ice Queens and, of course, Soul on Ice. He's got some pretty cool things uh, that he wants to share forthcoming. And the Seattle Kraken are a partner, so I've got some messages from them as well. Now that you listen to me rant, make sure you go check out Locked on NHL and be sure to check on Locked on NHL on Friday because we have the women's hockey spotlight. And I have some updates I cannot wait to share, including the skinny on whether the Professional Women's Hockey League was seriously considering coming to Seattle to participate in the Winter Classic All that and more on the Women's Hockey Spotlight on Locked on NHL Friday. Until then, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to one another. (sighs) Deep breaths. Hold fast. Stay true. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out.